Can being too good be bad? Welcome to another episode of Relearning Leadership, where we explore a specific leadership challenge and break it down to help improve your leadership, your organization, and just possibly your personal life. I'm Pete Behrens, and today I have the pleasure to welcome Rashmi Fernandez to help discuss a bit about when perfection, seeking perfection, might actually leave us less than perfect. Now, Rashmi is an agile coach and a leadership journey guide from Bangalore, India. Welcome, Rashmi. Thank you, Pete. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, it's great to have you. And I know we've been wanting to talk about this for, for quite some time. We call this the perfection trap. And I'm wondering if you would uh, uh, introduce that for us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll introduce perfection for me first, and then we'll talk about the trap. So perfection for me is the desire to do something really well, you know, or with a certain standard in mind. And then um, it's almost like saying, whenever I'm working on something, it has to be flawless, right? Mm. Um, it's a good thing, right? To be flawless, to do really well and maintain a certain set of standard. But it becomes a problem when you get obsessed with the process of doing the right thing and get caught up so much in the process that you forget about the end result, right? So that's perfection trap for me. I can share an example if you want. Sure, uh, yeah, please. You know? So every time I sit down to write um, a blog, I do it because I've heard, um, an, you know, I've heard a podcast, I've read an article or a book, or maybe have, you know, spoken to someone in a conversation, there was some powerful message that came up. And I'm like, wow, this needs to be shared, right? So I sit down, I write a couple of pages, and then I'm like, okay, this looks good. Now it needs to be posted. The minute the word posted hits my mind, <laughs> you know, I start Googling for multiple things. One, I look for an image that will go with the blog that makes it more meaningful. I also start looking for the right quote to strengthen the message. I even go ahead and look for key industry leaders who have spoken about this. There may be something interesting that they have said. I want to add to it because someone else is reading it and I want to give it my best shot, right? Now, if this happens for a couple of hours, let's say even five hours, I'm okay. But if it goes on for days and weeks and I don't post it at all, and I think that's when I, you know, I feel like I've got into the trap. Yeah. So many, yeah, so many things are coming into my head as you're talking about that. You know, first is my partner saying, Pete, can't things be good enough? Like, do they always have to get better? You know, I think, I think I'm probably your, your first candidate to join this club if there's such a club. Um, so, so how, how do I know? Like, I think of that as a strength, right? I look at mm -hmm. that as that strive to get better, right? That made me a good consultant, right? That mm -hmm. made me, uh, a great engineer, right? Yeah. Looking for flaws and, and trying to improve designs and looking at an organization and seeing what's not working right. How, how do we know when we've crossed, like, is there a line and, and do we know if we've crossed it? Yeah, there is a line, uh, you know, and it's a very subtle line. Uh, in one of the articles, Sarah Lewis uh, explains it, you know, so she speaks about perfectionism and mastery. And in another article, Brené Brown also says, uh, you know, uh, mastery and recognition. These are the two differences. So I'll explain a little mm. bit. Yeah. So, you know, when you're striving for mastery, you're really in a very personal internal landscape. You know, you're looking at where you are today and where you want to go. 
and that gap looks uh, you know very different to you than to the outside world hmm. and that means it's intrinsic you know you're striving for mastery but if the gap looks as similar you know if it there's no change between what you see and what the outside world is expecting then you're probably looking for recognition or perfectionism because you're looking for validation or approval or some of those and it's not intrinsic for you hmm so it sounds like to me that the line between improvement to perfection is who's recognizing or or who are you playing like what's the audience is it yourself that's mastery and is it others that's perfection is am i reading that right yeah yeah that's right pete so if i'm doing it to improve myself because i know where i am today and i want to get better at it so i'm going to do whatever it takes that uh, sounds right for me or maybe will take me the next to the next level but if i'm doing it for a promotion you know or for some kind of recognition or brand it's not wrong but mm. how much are you you know getting caught up in the process of getting mm. that recognition or the promotion is it hurting your well-being if it is mm. and you are struggling to make that happen for someone else i think that's when you are in the trap yeah or if you're struggling to change someone else like i think my case <laughs> of my with my partner jana uh, are are there other downsides to this like it, what else what else i i know brene brown talks about mm-hmm. the the ability you know the reverse side the the ability to create a a shitty first draft right is yeah. that vulnerability to put something out there that isn't done to get feedback i know that's the positive side talk to us a little bit more about the downside first yeah there are a lot of downsides speed one of them and the biggest one that's plagued our world is anxiety and stress mm, uh, as yeah. perfectionists we often set very high standards for ourselves and you know we may become anxious and get stressed if we ourselves don't achieve those standards right so this will lead to frustration disappointment and self criticism and so on and if your self worth is dependent on an external source i think you get more anxious and more stressed because you're not getting that from elsewhere right and because it's not intrinsic the second thing that might happen is procrastination because we want everything to be perfect we either delay or miss deadlines or keep pushing it away so much that we may not even do it right mm. and most often that could be you know stemming out of the fear of failure because you don't want to take risk because you think you may fail um or you may not have the best of environments and everything around you is not perfect for it to be placed or something like that right and all of this finally will lead to strained relationships it could mm. be with your family with your team with your friends because you keep yourself at such high standards you're not only putting pressure on yourself you're putting pressure on everybody else around you just imagine a wedding right if you want it to be in a specific way you get stressed and you're doing everything that you can but you're also stressing the whole family friends and the whole network of people <laughs> you know who are trying to make yeah. that wedding perfect for you yeah well and i can i can see this you know as you know bringing this into leadership realm right yeah. how much influence you already have now if that translates to perfection number 1 how does that strive 
create stress in everybody else trying to strive to be perfect, but then also maybe your expectations yeah. of perfection from others. Uh, do you want to say a few words around that? Yeah, I think as leaders, um, I have a personal experience. You know, I was up for promotion uh, at one time when I was a team leader. And, um, you know, my manager said that I want to get some feedback from your peers and colleagues so that the, there is enough business justification why we should promote you. Right. I said, yes, go ahead. And then he came back with one comment uh, from one of my peers that said, Rashmi is great. Uh, you know, she's an amazing person and so of on course and she so is. forth. <laughs> but she's also intimidating. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then it. You know, they said something like, we are so caught up in trying to compete with her and meet her standards that we fail to do the actual work. And that's when my manager said, it's great to be good at what you do and even perfect. But if it is not taking the team along and if you're not able to work with the team as a team player, um, it's of no use, right? Uh-huh. So I think as leaders, if if we put set high standards for ourselves, ourselves uh, to a certain extent, I think it's okay. But expecting that from others, I think is where we should avoid. Yeah, it, it's so fascinating how many things have such a fine line. You know, we think about the slippery line from influence to manipulation. Mm-hmm. Here you're yeah. you're talking about the slippery line from, you know, positive like inspiration and drive to be better to influence towards that negative, I'm never good enough, right? Yeah. Uh, How many things live on that razor's edge? You know, again, you know, how is a leader to know, I I guess, you know, one of the things we talk about with manipulation, you don't really know unless someone else tells you, you know, you had the fortune, like you had the gift of feedback here. Yeah. how can a leader, besides a 360 or something like that, is there is there a way a leader can, you know, pull themselves out of this or even recognize if they're in the trap? I think one of the ways to do that is self-awareness, right? Um, hmm. One thing that we teach in our ALJ class is seeking feedback, right? How can you have some casual conversations and seek feedback from people who work with you, peers, colleagues, team members, direct reports, whoever that may be? Can we mm-hmm. seek feedback from them on how we are doing and if it is impacting them in a certain way, right? That could be one. And uh, trying to be self-aware of our own power and presence, of how we are coming across, uh, how the words that we say, the body language that we have is pushing someone to you know, behave in a certain manner. I think that's the one. So it's important to recognize the perfectionism that you have in your first so that you can address it. What is the impact that it is creating? Is it making you get stuck in a specific space? What is causing it and how is it impacting others? I think that's, if you're able to recognize that, I think you will be able to move to the next level of you know challenging that thought process of why I'm behaving this in, in this manner. Mm-hmm. And most often, you know, perfectionists do a lot of negative self-talk, like I'm Mm. not worth it or I'm not Mm. good enough because this didn't go well last time. Maybe this time I'm going to, you know, mess it up even more. Uh, So setting realistic standards and seeing where we are today and where we want to go and being kind to ourselves and showing some self-compassion probably will take us a long way. Well, I think maybe that's where you and I differ a little bit on our perfection. You know, I, I look at it as a bit more of a superpower, uh, you know, but maybe that's my, my, uh, 
self, uh, self-talk to pump me up. You, you kind of got a little bit more of that negative mm. connotation. But I know you and I have talked about this in the past, like the gender identity tied into perfection. And I know, you know, you've, you've struggled with that as growing up as a child. Do you, do you want to share a little bit about that gender specifically? Yeah, I think uh, women uh, face, I mean, go through the perfectionism uh, trap a lot more than men, simply because the expectations from women are different from that of men. Hmm. Uh, I think as women and as a girl, when you grow up, you're brought up saying that you must be pretty, you must be well-mannered, you must be submissive, Hmm. you need to look neat and tidy Hmm. and, you know, do everything perfectly. But for a boy or a man, I think it's okay to be naughty. It's Mm. okay to show off your leadership skills or be dominant. It's okay to bully someone also, maybe. So Mm. I think there is a lot of uh, freedom of speech and expression for men than it is for women. And hence, women are striving so hard to prove themselves or their worth by being perfect. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and that's just a good reminder to all listeners, right? I think it maybe shows up differently, you know, depending on your, you know, how you're brought up, some of those expectations. And like you say, diving a bit more into your own self-awareness, recognizing maybe where some of that's coming from can be really, yeah. really helpful. Well, well, Rashmi, any any final words or thoughts for today, I guess, in terms of, you know, help for leaders uh, struggling or maybe, uh, you know, surrounding this, this challenge? But. Yeah, I just want everyone to know that perfectionism can lead to negative outcomes and can, can be a huge detrimental factor for your own personal and professional growth. Uh, you know, so it's important to strive for excellence, but not at the ex- expense of your own well-being. I think that's where, uh, mm. you know, you can draw the line. Is it really causing you so much stress and is it even worth it? Right. That's one. And uh, so please challenge your narratives. You know, if you are saying uh, to yourself that you're not good enough or you're blaming yourself for the mistakes of the past, let go of them and stop it right there and consider these mistakes as proof of learning you know consider them as something that uh, helped you move ahead because of the learnings you've had i i, I remember one of the books that uh, um uh, i read long back and it's called um, uh, who will cry when you die right and robin sharma in that book says um uh, whenever you feel like you, you're talking to yourself negatively and addressing yourself with a negative connotation, make, a, make three columns. Take a piece of paper, make three columns. In the first column, write about all the mistakes that you've made. In the second column, you know, against each of those items, write all the learnings you've had. Mm. And in the third column, write about all the benefits because of those mistakes and learnings. And then it says, when you take a step back and look at it, you will realize that your life has been so rich and colorful only because of those mistakes and learnings. So it's really natural for human beings to make mistakes. And it's a way to learn and grow. You know, so I think that's one key takeaway that I want to give everybody. And I also want to leave you guys with a quote. It says, if you're willing to learn, then you need to be willing to be a fool. (laughs) <laughs> well, those are incredibly wise words, and I, th- I think um, I will just leave it at that. But I'm really looking forward to, I need the support group, Rashmi. So when you start the Perfection Trap support group, 
uh, let me be your first candidate to, uh, to join in. Sure. Thank you, Pete. It was great talking to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Relearning Leadership is the official podcast of the Agile Leadership Journey. Together, we build better leaders. It's hosted by me, Pete Behrens, with contributions from our Global Guide community. It's produced by Ryan Dugan, with music by Joy Zimmerman. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, or share a comment. And visit our website, agileleadershipjourney.com forward slash podcast for guest profiles, episode references, transcripts, and to explore more about your own leadership journey.